is Sunday, December 23rd. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Christmas Eve if you're listening to this podcast, the very first episode 13, Unlucky 13, mm-hmm. of the uh, Cooperative Play podcast and the last episode of 2018. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I, I, I'm Rich I'm feeling Meister, good. as you know. Yeah. You're Eric Ortiz. From across the pond. I feel like I backwards the uh, the intros. You did. That's okay, though. I like a little mix-up. Yeah, we, we've been away for a while. Uh, we missed a week. Unforeseen circumstances and decided to just take the following week off and uh, do a, a jam-packed show. It's jammed. The it's, holiday so podcast. Jam. It's grape jam. It's raspberry. Uh, a lot happened. A little jelly. Little little Smuckers. I like jelly. I'm a fan of. I like Smuckers. You good? What's the other brand of jelly? Um, Concord. Hanes. Concord. That's the underwear. Yeah, Concord. You know, yeah. let's just let's just cut that out. We don't need to cut that out. You know, I stand by it. Hanes is an underwear and clothing brand. They make fr- fruit of the loom is also an underwear and clothing brand. I hear they make jelly too. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Add time. Please, uh, please don't judge. Please we're be plugging kind. Haynes and Fruit of the Loom. Please be kind. Whichever one of you offers us more money, we will continue to talk about. Why on this the podcast. hell do I think Concord Grape was Haynes? I don't know. Well, it's the holiday. Concord podcast. Grape underwear. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. The fire is roaring behind us. If I can find the right sound effects in post, um, <laughs> roar. For those of you who have never joined us before on this podcast. We just talk about video games. It's sometimes very loosey goosey. Yeah, sometimes life. You want to learn about some advice? No? Yeah, t- if you want advice from two people who are ill suited <laughs> to supply it. Yeah, feeling down the dumps? Come here. I can give you some life advice as I am ill equipped to take my own advice. Boom! <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Eric, mm-hmm? let's get down to it. Alright. I've been told that this is a podcast about video games. I, I heard that too. What have you been playing? Alright, so I gotta be honest. I really only played two games on this list here. That's I got. Okay. I, I want to hear. I do want to hear about Uber Din, but I do want to open up at Smash, just because I played. We definitely a shit both ton played of it. a shit ton of that. We both yeah. maxed out the roster. Yeah, to my understanding. Literally, I did it within like six hours. We'll be playing really... a shit ton of it later with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, that game's great. Oh, it's fucking great. Got bought a brand new GameCube controller for it. Mm. Does it have a little logo on it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I, I really like it. As I knew I would. And I hadn't been... I was there digitally. I got it at midnight. I unlocked the damn thing. I played it. I hadn't bought a Smash at midnight release until the previous installment of Smash. I, That's how long it was. <laughs> That's actually a considerable amount of time. Uh, I bought physical the next day uh, on my lunch break at my day job. I went on over to the Best Buy. I bought a GameCube controller, mm. um, and I bought a physical copy of the Smash Brothers. It's a great game. It's, it's pretty good. This is the most fun I think I've had with the Smash since Melee. Yeah, and it's not even... I don't know if it's a... At first, at first, I thought it was just hype. Because typically, whenever I get hype infused in me, we've all felt it eventually. You feel the hype, you're like, damn, this game's gonna be great. But I want to keep playing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's already been like a week and a half. I don't know, like, yeah, about a week and a half, almost two weeks now. I still want to... Actually, it's been over two weeks. I, I still want to play it. I had not been this way with Brawl or with Smash Wii U. Mm-mm. I am. I would play Smash Wii U again a little bit when characters came out. I play it... Even though, yes, the online sucks here and there. It's very fidget, finicky. A little fidgety. I still play online. I play it with people. I play the spirit thingies. I still play I it think the spirit mode out. is surprisingly good. It's a JPEG collector. It is. You collect JPEGs. And I enjoy it. 
I thought it was some high quality bullshit the first time I saw it. I'm kind of enjoying it. I like the idea of seeing how, because basically, for those unfamiliar with it, you're going on this map, you're uh, rescuing sp- character spirits. You start off as Kirby, um, and you basically like you'll encounter a character from a game that might not be in there. But it's kind of cool because they're like conditioned matches to kind of give you the equivalent of that character if they were in that game. Mm-hmm. Like one, for example, that stuck out to me was um, you're fighting like it's Valu, the the dragon from Wind Waker, mm-hmm. and what you're fighting is a giant red Charizard on top of the Woohoo Island map, which is a volcano. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, okay, this is what it would be like to fight Valu. Right, and um, I'm trying to think of another equivalent, but. I don't know, but yeah, you usually just get the characters in a different form, mixed up with some existing character, maybe like a changed skin, or like say for Arcanine, like Arcanine the Pokemon too. Um, all they did, I don't even know who they used to be quite honest, but the fi- the stage was on fire, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're playing some Pokemon Stadium music, and you're fighting some, uh, whatever character, but they're red. So they're like, oh look, it's Arcanine. And I'm like, well alright, I'm like, you get the A for effort. I got a Revolver Ocelot sticker. I did too, and, and I got the boss. Yeah, yeah, I got it too. That's a good one. So there was a uh, where you fight the boss, and it was Zero Suit Samus wearing some camo gear. Yeah. I couldn't tell the freaking difference. And I was the like, floor "This is nice." Was poisoned, exactly, and uh, I couldn't tell the difference. And that Solid was Snake a hard fight. Was a you have to go get a spirit that gives you poison damage immunity if you want to fucking stand a chance in that That's the only thing that I was just like, well, what am I doing? Because there's stages... But there's plenty of other places to go, which I think makes it okay. Because it's like, okay, I might need something more to do this, so I'm going to bounce over here now. Or like, you have a stage that says, like, there's a stage that says strong winds. Like, there's going to be some strong winds that happen during the stage. So, when I was unaware that the spirits had wind resistance or whatever the hell they do... Yes. I was playing the freaking stage. I played multiple of these stages... And, yeah, there's just a really strong gust of wind, and the CPU isn't moving, because they're just, you know, it's their stage, so they're, they're fine. with that wind resistance. Yeah, and then I had to have a friend tell me, oh, you need wind resistance, and I'm like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? Like, you can do it without it. You could if you were... much harder. If you ended up beating... Because it only happens in intervals, so if you end up beating the clock before things happen, you could, and I've done it before. But as it gets harder, because there's different levels of spirits, there's like a novice, advanced, ace, and then legend, and depending on the levels, it's really freaking hard or it's really freaking easy, you know, you need that shit. You need the spirits. So, it's kind of hard. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I still think collecting JPEGs is still hilarious. I don't know. Like, they use JPEGs, like, from Donkey Kong Country 2. They show, like, a claptrap. It's literally just... Uh, a cut and paste into the game from yeah. the game from like it's a, 1992. It's, it's a JPEG collector, man. I'm just like, wow. Like if you Googled it and you found images, that that's what's in the game. So I'm just like, this is pretty enjoyable. But I love the multiplayer. I think they did some really cool stuff with it. There was one. And the online's not that bad. <laughs> there was one I really liked where it was the uh, the lady from Animal Crossing that sells the uh, the turnips. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you were fighting the villager and Princess Peach. But 99% of the time, they just use the move where they throw the turn up. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's the whole, the whole stage. And I think that's cool because there's just a lot... There's just showing that there's a lot of thought that went into it. Like... People worked hard on this, like, harder yeah. than you would expect. Like, at first when I saw the spirit mode in the um, Nintendo Direct, they were just like, ah, we're not, you know, we're not doing trophies anymore. We can just collect some spirits and this is what it is. I think the spirits are cool. I think they're really cool. I always think it's really confusing because I... What stuck out to me during that Direct, they were like... Uh, trophies are really hard to make in this game, but when they make spirits, maybe it is easier. I don't know, because they seem way more intricate than a simple trophy. 
Like, because they have right, custom not, matches. models. Right, and they, I guess, yeah, you're right, because they have to make custom models for it, so maybe it just ended but, up being more time. But there seems, It almost seems like there's more thought put into this mm-hmm. from a gameplay perspective, which oh, I yeah. welcome more so, mm-hmm. because that leads me to play, like, Smash alone in a way I never would. Like, I'll sit down for a few hours and play that, like, by myself if I got nothing else going on. Yeah, and there's just, there's just a shit ton, as we've talked about, there's a shit ton of characters. Mm-hmm. There's just so many. Um, I... I unlocked them in like six hours because I did that stupid thing where if you turn off the game, you turn it back on, and you get a new person. And I'm familiar it, with this. It, it saves you hours. I took my time, but uh, to be like, I, I couldn't really sit down and like devote myself to like one sitting. I'm going to do this. It gets I, grading. I was working on two reviews at the time. Yeah, it gets grading. Uh, like halfway through while doing it, for maybe like an hour or two, I was like getting kind of bored. I was like, damn, like there's just so many characters in this game because it just kept going. And every time I thought I had everybody, there was just another one that popped up randomly. And then no, finally, they're like, "You did it." Well, they give you yeah the notification. Yeah, they're like, like "Everybody's here." Yeah, everybody's there. Uh, this I, I had this lumped into news, but I was bringing it up now because I think it's super cool that stat that uh, that roster continues to expand in neat ways. We know Piranha Plant is coming next month mm-hmm. um, at the Game Awards, which we'll get more into later. One of the final announcements they had Reggie come out and give was that Joker from Persona 5 is coming to Smash as the first DLC character following Piranha Plant. That was so wacky. Which is so out of left field. It was completely... I really like Persona. I mean, I like it. I think it's a cool thing. It only blows the door wide open into literally anybody could be in the freaking game. That's just it. Like, this sets the precedent for, like, when when they said to us, they're like, oh, the character, you're not going to expect who we're getting you. We're like, yeah, whatever, man. And then... (laughs) There's a literally Solid Snake-esque tier of just, okay. Like, I saw it and I was like... Okay. I mean, there have been there have been Persona games that are exclusively on Nintendo consoles. True. It's just as of right now, um, I don't believe Persona Q2 is out yet, so Joker isn't in a game that's on a Nintendo console, but he will be shortly. That's the thing, though. It was just, it was really, it was, I like, see, but that's why I like some of these games sometimes. It's just so out of left field that it could work. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. Like, when Bayonetta got in there, I'm like, this is so out of left field, yeah. this just might work. And it did. So... I think like, it's really cool, but I, I love this game. There's so much TLC that went into it, and yeah. um, honestly, I don't I don't even know how they could do it again. I, I don't know. I think Nintendo is almost beyond that at this point. Yeah, um, I, I just feel like this one's like finality. And I, I said it before, I think certain games in Nintendo's library at this point, um, they are actually smart enough at this point to look at them this way. Uh, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers. Um, I think going forward, they need to look at them more like platforms. Yeah. Rather, to release new content to. Like Mario Party 2. Yeah. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. And the idea being, even when they do another console iteration, be like, hey, if you have a hard copy of this, put in like a serial number and pay like 10 bucks to upgrade it. Yeah. And Which is something Sony did with a lot of PlayStation 3 games uh, that came out towards the end of its life cycle. Like what? Uh, Assassin's Creed for Black Flag, for example. They did that. You could pay, I believe, twelve dollars to upgrade your PS3 copy to a digital PS4 copy, mm. and you had more content from it. It was the same content, but it was just the PS4 version. Ah, not cool. Well, I think so too because we're just getting to the point where, yeah, you could just update an entire freaking game on top of the game that you have. Yeah, and just release boatloads of more content and have almost a brand new. And game certain on top. games, obviously, you're always going to have something new. But like for games like that, it makes sense to just go, no, just use what we have and keep rolling out new content. Yeah, because with Smash, I just even if they let's just say they wipe the slate clean again, they just made an Ultimate Two or so. I don't know what else they could do. Let's talk to the rest. Huh? Just let the man rest. Yeah, just let the guy go. He's leaving so alone. hard. 
It's like with Hideo. I just say, let Kojima go. Leave him alone. I don't think Kojima wants to rest. He started, he could have, he could have stopped. Kanye went looking for him. He gave, oh my god. Kanye we, West went looking for Hideo. I was Hideo. so nervous with Kojima. Let him rest. I haven't even made a cheese plate for him. Let him rest. <laughs> but, um, no, I really enjoy the game. If you haven't gotten it, if you are the soul, one of the souls who are waiting until Christmas to get it, I... My heart bleeds for you, but I, I hope you have a good holiday season with that, because it is a fun game. It's, it's funner like- with friends, and it runs... You know what? It runs really well. My only gripe is that I wish you could do online co-op with your friends, because you can only do local co-op. Yeah. Like when you go online to Duo or something. That's the only real gripe Yeah, I, I would have. like to be able to queue up a uh, an online co-op session. And that, and you can't do eight-player Smash in the battle arena rooms, which is just like little fighting rooms for you and your friends. Like, that, that's it. I, I think I only have, like, two little gripes. And, I mean, what more could you really ask for? But there's chock full of content. Play the JPEG simulator if you want, but... Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, after you get all the characters, that really is only the beginning. You just find your niche, and you just play a bunch of people. Smash is not a fighter. Smash is not a professional fighter game. It's not. Oh, not really, no. I did throw that one not in. I just a, had to. A, that's a whole podcast. When I said so. find your character, I was just thinking of tier lists, and I'm like, why? I'm like, no, Choose this isn't a thing. I'm like, character. just stop. Yeah, it, it's not. But it's a great game. I liked it. Um, tell me about Return of the Uber Din. I just like the name. Return of the Uber Din. Oh, it's uh, Uber Din? I believe so. It's Uber. Sounds like Uber. It should be Uber Din. But, um, I don't know if you played uh, Papers, Please. I have. Very good game. Uh, this is from the same devs. Mm. This is their next outing. Um, the game is about, you're sort of an insurance ingester, okay. uh, going to this boat, the Oberdin, and you are charged with finding out how old, accounting for the crew. The crew's dead. You are there to account for how they died. Uh, you could basically go up to bodies. It's a very minimalist art style. I almost don't even know how to describe the it. Papers, please, was too. It kind of looks, it's 3D, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's running on like an old Linux machine or something. Mm. Um... You have a pocket watch, and you have a ship manifest of everyone that was aboard and what their duties were. So basically, you go up to, you'll find a body, and you hit your pocket watch, and you sort of go into, like, this pocket dimension, almost. What? Where you can watch how they died, what played out, and you have to go through your shipping manifest, watch all these sort of vignettes, and try and deduce from watching them and what happened, uh, how the person died, and who they were. There's something to be said with the amount of creativity that these guys go through. Because that's just so out of left field. <laughs> like, there's a degree of guessing you can do through it, and but like at the beginning there's so many. I think there's like 60 people on the ship. And every three you get correct, lock in if they're right. Mm-hmm. If you have three selected and you're right about how they died and who they are, it locks in and they're done from the manifest. It's like, okay, you got this right. You got the captain. You got... So it'll be like uh, one of the early ones is like, captain of the ship. Like, you, you hear them yell, captain. So then you'd look through the manifest to see what the name of the captain was. And mm-hmm. you go, okay, it's this guy. And how did he die? He was shot by a crewmate. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, I know that's right. Let me find one more person I'm certain of, and then I can try and take my best guess on this third person and see if it locks in. That's so creative. <laughs> it's really cool. At first I was going to be like, this is weird, but that's actually just really creative. These guys... I'm not done with it yet. There's a lot going wow. on. That's um, cool. I like it. There's, like, some weird shit starts happening, like, people getting killed by, like, giant what? squids attacking the ship, and what? Some shit goes down. Is this thing docked? Uh, no, it's at, it was at sea when this happens, it washes ashore, and the whole crew is dead. Ah. And you're sent to check it out. Hmm. Does not pay well. 
I don't like that. Uh, but yeah, that's Return of the Obra Dinn. That's on Steam. I Was it like 20 bucks? I believe it's $20. Wow, not bad. Uh, it's really cool. I, I like that game. I just from the sounds of it, I dig it. I think with the only rep, with the only game under these guys' belt being Papers, Please too, and it's just this one. I, I Papers, they're Please so, is real good. They're so odd. Like, they make the oddest Oh, they're games. such weird... They're, they're such the weird... The concepts are so strange. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, these are so... Such creative Like, games. imagine opening the picture game and being like, okay... So you're an insurance adjuster with a magic pocket watch. Yeah, you go to a ship, and there's sometimes killer squids and, like, a bunch of murder mysteries, and you're just like, what? Also, this thing looks like it runs on a Commodore 64. Yeah, and that's the thing. The art style's so unique. These guys are so... These guys are so... And you can actually change the uh, the filter, like, layout to make it, like, green, make it look like you're playing on, like, an apple. Why? Just, like, why? Like, why? choices. What, did the creative director just be like, you want to know what would be really cool if we just made it look like it was a Game Boy? And I'd be like, it's really cool. I'd take that. Soldier Boy did that. Crazy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Soldier Boy's console, please. No, we'll get into that later. Um, uh, another thing I played on the the bigger side, uh, I got a review up for this one over on Destructoid.com. Um, Mutant Year Zero: Road to Eden. Mm. Tell me about this because I saw it. Didn't really know much about it. I dig this game. Uh, it's based on a tabletop RPG mm-hmm. for starters. Uh, it is a post-apocalyptic, like very stalkers X unit, like kind of universe actually. You're playing as mutants, mutant stalkers, sent from the last civilization, the Ark, to sort of scavenge supplies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an XCOM-like in a lot of ways, mm. but it's also very different in that, uh, for example, there are a total of five characters you get as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Your squad size is a max of three. So unlike XCOM, where it's, all right, place my units, we're going in. You're walking in these explore openly explorable areas, sort of like open world style, like almost like a Diablo top down. Mm-hmm. Enemies are walking around and patrolling, and you have a flashlight that you can turn on and off to decrease your visibility range. Mm. What you want to do is sort of watch enemies' patrols, move your units into position and hide them behind cover, and then ambush and pick units off one at a time. Mm. Um, because like you know you're a much smaller force. Uh, you have silenced weapons as well as your normal ones, so you can like attack with a crossbow and a silenced pistol and try and take them out without alerting the rest of the units on the field. Because mm-hmm. um, in a, a fair scra- uh, straightaway fight, you really don't stand a huge chance. Uh, you essentially don't want to start a fight if you can't finish it in one or two rounds, mm-hmm. because the enemies will like yell to get the attention of others on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a lot about... like. It's XCOM with the elements of stealth and ambush tactics thrown in. That's not what I thought it would have been. That's pretty cool. Do you like it? I like it a lot. Uh, it took me about 14 hours to get through it. That's not bad. Um, How much it, is it? I believe it is $30. Oh, that's not uh, bad at all. If you have Xbox One Game Pass, it's also on Xbox One Game Pass. That Game Pass. It's on PS4 and Steam as well. I played the Steam version uh, for my review. That's pretty cool. That's a good amount of time to play a game, 14 hours for a $30 game. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, uh, I'm all about that. That's sort of not, because like I said, there's stealth elements. You can circumvent certain uh, combat encounters if you really like stick to the shadows. Mm-hmm. I, I did basically every fight there was to do, and that's including more than a few like areas you don't even have to venture into. I was just trying to get gear, because there is a gear and like loot system. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to be a little reduced around sale with the Steam Holiday Sale. I would keep an eye out. I may. Uh, one of your characters is a mutant duck-human hybrid named Ducks. He has a crossbow and you can equip a top hat on him so that should sell you right <laughs> so you there. Must, so you must buy. Ugh. 
I love stupid sidekicks like that. I blame Sly Cooper. Alright. The other game I actually want to talk about, too, was... I want to talk about Katamari. But I actually want to talk about Hades. We both played that as well. Yes. Um, so... I'm going to stand up and turn a light on it. Because yeah. I'm starting to be not able to see you. <laughs> I'm fading. Um, so... For those who have never heard of it, and for those, we'll we'll get into the the game the game awards very very soon. But basically, at the game awards that happened a few weeks back, they, the Epic Games Store announced that a new game by Supergiant Games uh, called Hades was going to be released that night. So they re- Supergiant released a roguelike game in early access in the vein. Oh, early access, yes, very much in the vein of Bastion. Um, and when I say very much in the vein, I mean it, it is the same kind of engine as Bastion. There's some transistor DNA in there for sure. Yeah, with too. a little sprinkle of transistor. Um, and their art, pyre, everything kind of reflects. But it is completely a roguelike, which is a little different than what Supergiant has done in the past, which is usually a, a kind of a narrative-driven, top-down kind of game. Magic basketball. Yeah, or magic basketball, which was very odd. I like that pyre, a lot. right? Yeah. Was pyre, yeah, I like pyre a lot. Pyre was interesting. Um, yeah, but it, it, unless. Unlike being a more narrative-driven game, it is just kind of a roguelike through and through. Um, you there are, is narrative there. There is, but it's not like Talking so. To characters and you know, it's not. I, I don't get a same. Um, I just don't get a same the same strong story sense as I would in no, Bastion. But I think that's there'll, okay. There'll definitely be a narrative conclusion, but it's more like. Every time you go back to the hub world, sort of yes. talking to, like, your father and the other gods and yeah. stuff. Except in just, I don't know, in Bastion and Transistor, there's just more of a heavy story element to it. Hades has story, um, but it really is, they throw you in, they make some references here and there, and it really is just gameplay, which is great. Um, I actually preferred that, but you are playing the son of Hades? Yes, you are the son of Hades. You are the son of Hades. It starts with the, what, a Z? Yes, an X? I can't remember his name. I'm going to look it up. Starts with a Z or an X, I know it. Um, actually has kind of an Australian accent going on, which is a little wacky, but basically you are the son of Hades and you are trying to escape the underworld. Um, and to do so, you have to go through multiple different stages and um, areas, and this is where kind of the roguelike comes in, elements come in, where you just kind of go section by section, room by room, fighting enemies, very much so in the vein of, I would even say Binding of Isaac or any other common roguelikes. Uh, Zagreus. Is there you go, Zagreus. The Prince of, he- of Hell. There you go. And, um... Basically, you're just going through, and while you're going through fighting all these enemies in different rooms and facing different challenges with different weapons, you also get blessings from other gods like Artemis or, or I mean, Athena. I think Artemis is yeah. actually Roman, but Ar- Artemis is one of them. Oh, it, Artemis. Okay. Ugh, yeah. my Artemis, Greeks. Uh, I Zeus, Zeus, um, Athena, Poseidon. Yeah, Ares. You, you basically get visited by a, a, a wide host variety of all these different Greek gods and goddesses, and they all give you different benefits. Like Zeus obviously gives you like chain lightning abilities to your weapons, so it kind of like stacks up for other enemies. Um, Athena just kind of gives you more power or more. They says wisdom, but I think it just gives you more power and more abilities to do things. Um, and it, it's just it's a lot of fun. I really like it. It's in early action. Which means that when I think of early access for games like this, Dead Cells set a very good precedence for me um, in where I'm thinking about think it in a very good light. Like, yeah, I think about it in well a very good polished. light. Yes, exactly. It's very well polished. I never once played Dead Cells when it was early access and thought, geez, what a pile of shit. It almost felt like it could have just been complete, but there's so much more to do with it, which makes me excited to see what it could become. It's one of those things where this idea of early access, I get the idea that devs were like, okay, we have a lot of this done. We kind of know what we're going for. 
I want to let people play it and see what they like and what they don't like, and we can iterate from there. Yeah, and the voice acting is pretty much all there, from what I can tell. It's, on, it's all there. Voice acting and the music are on par with what you expect from Super Giant. Yeah, it's like they already finished that part, and the rest of it looks like they're just ironing out. Like, you can tell that there are areas that they're going to be improving, like in the weapons area. Basically, every time you die, you go back to... Um, you go back to where Hades is, kind have of like a little hub. Any new weapons? I have unlocked two of them. I have unlocked the bow and the spear. I unlocked the bow and the shield. Okay, how's the shield? I'm a big fan of the shield. Yeah? It gives you a pretty aggressive charge, mm-hmm. um, and you can throw it Captain America style like a boomerang. The spear is just really fast, and if you charge it, you can kind of do like a wide circular attack with it. A very big AoE. But um, I like the bow, too. The bow I actually got the furthest with. Um... But you're just going in and you're mixing and matching, and I like it because all the different weapons mesh with different abilities based on the gods that they're giving you totally. with their blessings. And I think that's really cool. It's not just like a one note. Like, yeah, Zeus's Chain Lightning is still the same if you were to get a blessing from him, but it means way, it means completely two different things if you have Depending it with the bow, yeah, or with the spear, or with the sword. Yeah, um, the Chain Lightning is great with the shield because. Yeah. You're hitting multiple targets. That's cool. When you throw the shield, oh, so, so like, I see lightning buzzing off around the room. That's so funny. Yeah, it's just cool and it's neat. And frankly, I I like roguelikes. Sometimes I'm a little hot and cold with them, but this one is blatantly done well. Um, it's hard. Like it's it's still hard. Um, and you can just tell they're going to be adding stuff in. Like even in the weapons hub, like when you're picking weapons or unlocking, it seems weapons, a little barren. At the yeah, moment. there's a lot of empty spaces where mm. you could just tell that they're probably testing and playing through some stuff. So there's a lot of potential with it. But I haven't really gotten that far. Like I got up to the first fury. I didn't beat her yet. I am about the same place. Yeah, I, I, I got I into that room her. with the shield, and I have not beaten her. Yeah, uh, but every time you play it, it's something different, and honestly, I never felt like it was too unfair, like when I died, which is, if a game doesn't feel like it's unfair to me, I'm okay with that. Like, say when I was playing a, a good game that's an example of that is Rogue Legacy, sometimes in Rogue Legacy I felt like... Which I think is like, I still hold the Rogue Legacy as like, that is the Rogue Legacy yeah. to be like, they, they nailed it. Absolutely. And they were one of the first ones to really break into that genre. Yeah, I will preface this by saying Rogue Legacy... Was a fantastic game, but sometimes you got dealt a bad hand, and sometimes you were just screwed from the get go, and you would just go, and sometimes you'd hit an area, and you're just like you're done. But you know what? That happens in a lot of broke likes. Sometimes you get really lucky, just like in Binding of Isaac, you can get all this stuff, or you can get all this shitty stuff, and you'd be screwed from the from the very first room. So um, I haven't hit that kind of feeling yet with Hades. Maybe because there's not a lot going on just yet, and as they start to add more and more things, it has a lot of potential. Um, I really just dig Greek mythology. In anything, so yeah, I really love the theme. Um, the voice acting is really superb. Um, I really think it's nice. It really throws you into the setting. Everybody has their own unique voice. Nobody's just text on a screen. It's really like everybody has a voice. Um, and yeah, I dig it. I really like it. Everything about it matches really nice. And Gameplay it's only twenty bucks. Solid. Yep, twenty bucks to get in on early access on the Epic Store. Yeah, you want to jump in the news on that, uh, or do you want to? We can not- cover that one now. Epic's got a store. That's the thing. Uh, if you downloaded the Fortnite, you already have it installed. Yeah, um, it's not Origin, so I don't care. Like, I, I, it's funny how I'm thinking about it. I think it's it. good that Steam has a solid competitor, and they are, they are actually scooping up a lot of stuff from the looks of it. Yeah, so. yeah. And Gabe should be sweating. Yeah, and I don't... So, there are people... There are comments that I've read. I always, I think I always start off with that. Like, there are people out there... There are people out There's there. Folks, yeah, there are folks out there who have such problems that there is another store 
other than Steam. And they're just like, fuck Epic Game Store. Stupid. Use Steam. Steam is better. Yada yada. I understand that to a point, or to a certain degree, where people don't want their stuff scattered all in 50 different places. But you gotta embrace healthy competition. Yeah, we're talking about a monopoly here in one area. exactly. It's like, I'm with you on that, but... That's like if Disney bought Fox. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, and everybody wants that. Yeah, and they just go, oh, well, I I don't want that. X-Men! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I don't want that. The same thing applies here. It's good to have competition. This is exactly what I got into with the cross-platform shit, where, yes, cross-platform is great, but it's good to have competition like this, because you have to... You need it. It's healthy for the market. And you know what? Origin sucks, and I don't want to use Origins, (laughs) but not because it's not Steam, but because it sucks. And it's not good. I hate that when I buy a game on Steam, it takes me to Origins. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. And Origins as a store, it, it just sucks. However, with the Epic Game Store, yes, number one, you probably already have it if you have Fortnite, but they actually have good business practices to it. They're not taking so much equity out of um, the profits yes, out of, out of developers' games. making more than they are on Steam. Yeah, they're actually Epic making store. more. And that's the whole point of healthy competition. Steam's going to have to rise to meet that if they want to be a viable competitor. Also, it's kind of nice that the Epic Game Store is so new because it's not so flooded with garbage like Steam is. Yeah. Like, ever since Steam released that Greenlight Project shit... It I think just, we're past Greenlight at this point. No, we are. It, the floodgates are opened. Like, it doesn't matter. Fuck now, it. Do whatever. Now we're getting anime trash. I love shovelware. It It's plaguing everything. And you know what? It's Not the, the best. Now, you may just say, well, just look at what you want, and then buy what you want. And you were completely right. However, it's just... However, it sets fuck you. Yeah, it sets the business precedence that these things can be let in... Maybe they'll change up their practices on how much equity they'll take from developers by just letting everybody... There's just a lot of things that go into it from a business sense. That's just not, oh, it's Steam and I don't want to use it because it's the Epic Game. The Epic Game Store, though, they're getting a lot of cool games. Like, Hades is really good, and guess what? It's exclusive to the Epic Game Store. They still have Fortnite. They're already doing do some it. great uh, free gives away. Uh, you can get Subnautica for free right now, yeah. which is a massive game. Uh, as of the 28th, I believe, you can pick up Super Meat Boy for free. Uh, and I just, I just pay for is Super Meat Boy Forever launching exclusively on Epic? I actually believe it is. Yes, it is, and I think Ed. I, even though I'm, I'm pretty divisive on this guy, I think Ed McMillan. I don't uh, McMillan or McMillan. I don't know uh, McMillan. Free, yeah, McMillan. I met him at Pax East. Yeah, I'm a little divisive on him sometimes, but yeah, um, he's pretty vehemently against going on Steam now, and I think it's because of the the business practices that the Epic Game Stores does, where it actually gives more to the developers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's solely going. And I may be wrong. Watch me be wrong and apologize next episode. But um, yeah, Super Meat Boy is going tell on. Tell Eric there. he's wrong. Yeah, tell me. Send us an email. Please, please send me an email. Um, but I think Super Meat Boy Forever is going on there. Ashen, I want to talk to you about that for a moment. Ashen's yeah, there. We can roll exclusive on the Epic Game Store for PC. It's also on Xbox One Game Pass, which is how I played it. This Game Pass is sounding more and more appealing. They get a lot of cool stuff. By the day, uh, I didn't play much Ashen, but I can touch on it real quick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Souls like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a minimalist art style, a lot brighter, uh, you know, kind of like faceless, like polygons. Yeah, nobody got faces in this game. Uh, the main thing I could say is it's very much a Souls like. It's easier, I guess mm-hmm. I want to say. Like it's a little bit more forgiving. If Souls never really quick clicked for you because you were just like, I can't take how punishing this is. Ashen is willing to work with you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has co-op. Uh, even if you were playing single player, there is an AI character with you. There's some trouble with that. Uh, in getting them to go where you want them to go. 
hardcore AI. Once they engage, they're doing work. They're mm-hmm. helpful. But getting them to engage with the enemies you want them to engage with is easier. Do you have to done. give them commands? No. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Well, I'm reminded of the uh, Dark Souls companions. Like when you summon them, sometimes they're potatoes, and sometimes they're actually. Not it's kind of like that, but it, this feels a little more vital to gameplay, which is oh, why really? it's a little mm. bit stressful. Like if you have someone to play with, I would recommend doing it that way. That's pretty cool. Does it have online for it? I don't know. I don't want to answer that incorrectly. Mm. I would imagine it does. Hmm. It's only forty dollars, so if you want it, I think that's actually. Sure? I don't even think 40. that's an early access. I think that's just a game. So uh, hold on, so. I'm in the Epic Store. I believe it's cheaper than that. The branded Epic Store. Nope, you were right. It's forty dollars. It is. Yes. Um, I don't think. I think it's full. Like it's not an early access game. Yeah. No, it's out. Yeah, it's out there. Uh, I, I heard. I've heard nothing but good things. I think it's been rating nines, eights, good stuff. That's good video game. Yeah. So if you want it, go get it. And if you like, I like how souls like. I always love when the the adjective souls like gets back into the mix whenever a new game in that space comes out. It's like this, the, the Dark Souls of sandwiches. The Dark Souls of sandwiches, uh, which is a, b- a blimpies. That was my my allegiance in 2018. Whenever I asked a question about anything just related to Dark Souls, the Dark Souls. Of hey, Rich, X. how's that sandwich? Oh, it's amazing. It's the Dark Souls of sandwiches. Well, this one's the Dark Souls of Dark Souls. Um, I, I think I don't mind it because you know what. I don't know. When you, when you say, like, uh, it's a Souls-like kind of game, I know what that immediately means. I know there's going to be, like, a stamina system, well, a health system, sluggish It's not like this hasn't happened combat. before. Like, Metroidvania wasn't always an accepted right. term. Well, Metroidvania only came out with Symphony of the Night, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that's what it came And I think people are still divisive on calling things Metroidvania. I not this still- guy. I throw that term around like it's free fucking candy in the I like juice. Metroidvania, because you know what? It makes freaking sense. I the do Messenger, not... Metroidvania. Metroidvania, 10 out of 10, <laughs> I heard there's free DLC coming for that soon. You heard right. I heard there's free uh, DLC. That was announced at the Kind of Funny Showcase. Whoa, that's also in the news. It is in the news. Do we want to talk uh, about the Game Awards first? Uh, we want to finish the games we're talking about, but I'll throw that out there. 2019, you were getting some free, three new levels for The Messenger. Nice. Uh... All right, you're right. Let's talk, let's finish up the gameies. Um... Category reroll. Tell me about this, because I want to buy it. It's Probably will. Uh, on your PC. It's on your Switch. It's the original Katamari Damacy in HD. Wow. And I think few games kind of stand the test of time like this. Katamari's just as good as you remember it being. It's, uh, it's just such a unique game. The King of All Cosmos is as bulgy as you remember. He's my favorite. He's He fucks up, man. He destroys the stars, but you gotta, you gotta set things straight. You gotta Fight. find your gifts... You gotta roll everything Just roll up. Roll on a bunch of crap and you shove it into the stars. It's, I love this game. It's so good. Uh, he's, he can't believe how big you rolled it. This is not meant to be an insult in any way. I There is no better personification of Japan, like a Japan-type <laughs> game, than Katamari. <laughs> like, there is no better... Like, whenever I'm thinking, if someone says, like, oh, that's so Japan, like, I think Katamari, because it really is. It, like, it's, it's so bizarre. How do you explain that to someone who doesn't understand what it is? It's bizarre. You tell them this guy with, like, a carpet head or, like, a pillowy carpet head like, with a handsome face, like, blows it. You really can't make this shit up, and it only makes sense in Japan because it's good. You know what I forgot about from the first game, being one of my weirdly favorite things from it, hmm. is whenever you do like the make a constellation ones that aren't the directly make a star, hmm. it always does the cutaway of that same cutscene of the little girl staring up this guy that goes, "I feel the cosmos." Yeah, exactly, and it, like, that's that's exactly what I mean. There's only another, there's only one real other game that I've ever played from Nintendo or just a Nintendo-based game where I'm like, "This is so Japan," and it was WarioWare. 
because WarioWare also, it has some micro games that are really just fucking odd. Yeah. And I'm just like, this And they're the same really... kind of odd. Yeah. They're in, that's the thing. They're in the same exact niche of weird where I'm like, this is actually a cultural thing. Like, it's just Japan. It almost makes you go Japan. like, do I just not understand Japanese comedy or something? I really don't because sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, this is fucking But weird. also, or do I totally get it? Well, even in Smash, for example, there's some assist trophies in Smash where they are just so fucking off the wall and weird where they're stick figure people just doing things. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Like, there's no other explanation of just saying, like, this is just a cultural Japanese That's thing. fucking amazing, dude. I know, but Katamari Reroll, does it have any new content? No. Okay. But it looks great. Um, I mean, it's $30, it's $30, right? $30. That's not bad. Uh, I kind of hope they do this to some of the other games. Uh, or maybe give me a new Katamari. If you haven't played Katamari Damacy at all, honestly, it's worth it just for the unique experience. And also, the soundtrack's pretty bomb. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's a pretty bomb soundtrack. Uh, I recently managed to finally order a copy of that vinyl. Oh, that's what exactly what I was going to talk about. It has the King of the Cosmos on it, right? Does yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. That. Let me tell you. That's great. I love that. The music is fantastic. It's so wet. It was so bizarre when I used to hear it. And now I can't forget it even ten years later. It's one of those soundtracks like when I'm working late or something, I'll occasionally just pull up and be like, get, it, it gets you it gets you kind of jazzed. It puts you in a good like, mood. Do, do, it's do, very do, upbeat. It it's like it reminds me of Jet Set Radio. It's just weird. It, it, it's it's a great soundtrack. But yeah, I'm glad it's actually good. It's no surprise. HD too probably looks nice. It looks really good. The Prince. I wish um, the Prince I wish the Prince was in Smash Brothers. I was actually going to mention I wish Prince that was in Smash Brothers. I don't think I'd be surprised by that at this point. Me neither. We got this uh, characters coming out of left field. We just got Katamari Reroll. Came out on the same day as Smash. The only console it's on is the Nintendo Switch. I actually would prefer that we don't have any more Nintendo esque characters. Anymore. There is um we just go left field also, every single time. Pac Man's there. There's already an established relationship with Namco. Put the freaking put Dig Dug. Give me the Prince of All Cosmos. Give me the King of All Cosmos as an assist trophy. I would I would cry. Yeah, and he can come pack. Listen, we're pre- it pretty much writes itself. The whole thing is just great, and yeah, I love the Prince of the Cosmos. But yeah, that's a good game. Uh, you finish? Did you finish the Silver Lining story of Spider Man? Yes, I did. Okay, so what is your overall review of all of it? Uh, it's a pretty solid story. Uh, I mean, it wraps up really quick. If I'm being honest, it's nowhere near as good as the main plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think its final moments set up in a cool way for what the future of this franchise is. Um, there's a lot of really cool character moments for MJ and Miles. Unfortunately, most of them are delivered over the phone. Oh. Um, it's probably the hardest the combat's been mm-hmm. in Silver Lining, but in a good way. In a way that sort of like there's new, you know, uh, hideouts, and you're fighting hammerhead thugs now fully equipped with sable gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes you really focus on using all your gadgets. And they came out with the... I saw they came out with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit, right? Yes, that was a free update. Uh, it looks really good. That's cool. Um, the suits in this last piece of DLC are all really good, too. Particularly the last one you get for 100%ing it is uh, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I to, did you see that movie yet? I did. I have to see it. No I fucking loved it. No spoilies, please. Uh, I will not spoil it for you because I want to go see it. It needs to be seen. All I will say is my thoughts on that movie are: I would like an entire movie of Nick Cage's Spider-Man Noir now, please. Ugh, I heard he was one of the best he's parts. So fucking good. He's he's one of those uh, actors who can sell that level of camp. Is Spider-Man Noir a costume in Spider-Man? Yes, it is. Mm, what? That's pretty cool. It just shows you the degree of how John Mulaney is Spider-Ham. Equally fantastic. Damn. 
Well, I'm glad the DLC is... I, I feel like with those kinds of games, too, I feel like the DLC never lives up to the main story. Here's a weird never. thing. I platinum that game. I rarely actually go back to DLC even when I pay for it. I made a fucking point on day one of every single one of those DLCs to sit down and actually play, play it through to the end. Do, Do you think it's like the Iron Man of possible superhero games now? I, they've straight up said that. I think and, so, And, uh... I think we are going to get a, uh, and we've we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. Um, what I am now going to refer to is the MPU, the Marvel PlayStation Universe. I believe it. Yep, I believe it. I think this one said it sold like gangbusters, so it really wouldn't be. It'd be stupid not to buy. Kudos another. to Insomniac. Yeah, for, for um, real. you really struck gold. It's with really that. fucking good. You made a good Spider-Man game, which, despite popular belief, is actually very hard to do. This uh, last piece of DLC also gives you some cool insight into this universe's Silver Sable. Oh, that's cool. Um, and she, there's a really cool she combat. alive? Yes, you fight alongside her in a really cool combat sequence. She helps you defeat Hammerhead. That's cool. Um, there's a really fun quip that I don't know if it's 100% scripted or just one of the combat ones, where she makes a combat about how awesome your webbing is while you're fighting together and she's like uh she's like you must teach me how to use that and uh Peter quips back he's like I would but there's a whole intellectual property thing <laughs> that's funny I like that you have to the writing's pretty smart it's pretty quick witted he also won um he won best voice actor right the guy who played Peter Parker oh yeah he does he does a great job I Segway. two takes for almost every line to the game away to the game awards uh some stuff happened Jeff, I look like he had a good time up there, man. I, I honestly, yeah. Kudos yeah. to him. He's really made something of this show. Uh, it gets I better have, every year. I have to say, Jeff's expressions now, he seems happier. I'm glad for he's him. He's a happy man. He always seemed kind of sad. <laughs> and ever since the whole Dorito Pope thing, he's always seemed really sad. But he actually looked pretty happy. And I gotta say, the production quality of this one, I was watching it, I was like, you know, this is actually a really, like, this is a pretty legitimate Game Awards show now. I was like, this is totally. getting there. The production's there. Um, if you want, I will just run down the winners. Give me give me the winners. Give me uh, all the wins. Let's start. The game of the year. God of War. God of War. Worth it. Uh, awesome, yes. Best ongoing game. Fortnite. I figured. Best game direction. God of War. Okay. Best narrative. Red Dead Redemption 2. Best art direction. Return of the Uber Din. Best score. Red Dead Redemption 2. Best audio design, Red Dead Redemption 2. They always win. Uh, best performance, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> That's how I knew God of War was going to be Game of the Year. <laughs> I, I, I knew. Uh, games for Impact, Celeste. Cool. Best independent game, Celeste. Very cool. Best mobile game, Florence. Celeste. Uh, best VR slash AR game, Astrobot Rescue Mission. I agree. Me too. That playing that game blew my mind. That's a really that was good a game. fun game. Best action game, Dead Cells. Very cool. Very happy for them. Best action adventure game, God of War. Best role playing game, Monster Hunter World. Did not expect that at all. Yeah, I, I almost forgot it happened this year, but Monster Hunter World's real good. Did not expect that. Best fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Really happy for that. Best Family Game, Overcooked 2. Expected. Best Strategy Game, Into the Breach. Really happy for that, too. Best Sports Slash Racing Game, which seems like a weird thing to lump together. Forza Horizon 4. And who could have guessed that? Uh, Best Multiplayer Game, Fortnite. Best Student Game, Combat 2018. 
Best Debut Indie Game, The Messenger. Very fun. Uh, Content Creator of the Year, Ninja. Best Esports Game, Overwatch. Best Esports Player, Sonic Fox. That, that, well, hold on a second. Oh, he had quite a speech. Let me tell you, Joel McHale, this guy... Was so fucking confused. I don't want anybody to ever forget that Joel McHale was brought on once for a Game Awards like this, when it was really low budget, and he made a goddamn mockery of the whole thing. Not saying that I'm against him, I am not, because it was ridiculous at the time. He, imagine walking into that. Like, yeah. Good, good for Sonic Fox, by the way, because he gave a hell of a speech. Yeah. Uh, and he seems like a chill dude. I thought it was so fucking ironic that Joel McHale came back to present an award to Sonic Fox coming up in his furry suit, and he was just like, what? He was probably just like... What is happening? He was like, this is exactly why I did what I did years ago. Like, (laughs) he he, he was probably just like, what the fuck? All of it came flooding back. Yeah, like, because it was just so out of left field if you don't know Sonic Fox or any of that. But yeah, he, he, he honestly gave a pretty good speech about it, and, you know, I didn't think it was even that bad. Do I think... I thought that some... He was also just so clearly, genuinely happy, which is kind of awesome when you see stuff like that. Yeah. And there's some news outlets that were like, here's why Sonic Fox stole the show. No, he didn't. But I thought he gave a good speech. But, you know, he kind of... I have to give the guy this. Even if you don't agree with, like, his way of life, let me tell you, he's pretty damn happy. So, what else are you going to say about it? But yeah, I was pretty... I just thought that was pretty funny. Like, Joel McHale giving it to him, and he's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) He's just like, this is why I hate video games. He just probably went, but that was pretty cool. And I don't even watch esports. Um, best esports team. Oh. Cloud9. I I didn't even... They were the only one on the list I had heard of. Yeah. Uh, I think we said said it was going to be Cloud9. Best esports event, the uh, LOL World Championship. Uh, best esports host, probably butchering this, Scodge's. I don't know. What that I don't know. Best esports coach Reapered. Yay. Not a person. Coach. Uh, best esports moment in Cloud Nine comeback in triple overtime. I could never forget that. And industry icon Greg Thomas. I don't know. Do I don't know either, but I don't want to uncredit the man. Industry icon. My sir, you should know this. I'm industry. I uh, am, but an icon of the industry. Um, I thought. I was watching it. You know what? I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really cool. I'm actually really glad that some games did get their spotlight. Like, say, Celeste. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad it won two yeah. awards. And that game's really good. I don't know if you sat down and played through it. Yeah, I have. And Messenger. Really glad that that even won. And Dead Cells. I just like it when games... Like, I knew. We knew God of War and yeah, Red Dead would sweep. God of War doesn't need our support. No, it, it does not. No matter what would have happened, even if Red Dead didn't win the awards, I'm sure they would have cried and wiped their asses with the Benjamins that they had from it. But I, I am glad that they got recognition. I knew God of War was going to win Game of the Year because Red Dead was just sweeping. There was no... Ch- it's just like with the movie Grand, uh, Oscars or something. There's not a Snowball's Chance in Hell and they're going to adorn one game with like everything. Like We know it broke records. but For sure. God of War in its own right, it deserved it. It didn't deserve to get swept so far, but it was great. So I'm pretty hyped. And there's so this is really a great year for indies. Totally. And it only keeps getting better. Um, it really only keeps getting better. A lot of stuff happened at the kind of funny showcase. Yeah, give me um, that. I was on news alert for that. It, honestly, uh, that we talked about the messenger DLC. Not a lot of it was big. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a lot of sweeping. Like we're running through this thing, this thing, this thing, because they were giving time to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big, their big get at the end was we got the first look at, uh, the new game from Yakuza team, uh, like an in-depth look at least, uh, mm. which now used to be called Project Judge. Mm. Uh, here's the final title is now Judgment. No. Oh. 
Um, and it's getting a full English dub. Wow. Which I don't know that I want, but... Could be good. I'm going to tell you why it's good. I'm going to play it in Japanese. Okay. Same. It's good because it shows that Sega is really putting their foot behind this in the West. Good. Um, Instead of just releasing an entirely Japanese yeah. game. And for those unfamiliar, uh, Judgment is a game set in the Yakuza universe, where you are playing as a private investigator slash prosecutor. I mean, why not? So, basically, you're a cop now, but Yakuza first. I mean, why not? That's pretty cool. I, I The more that the East starts embracing the Western market, the better it is. But also, the Western market's got to put their best foot forward and start buying their freaking games, because I don't even blame them. Like, I, I, we're missing out on, like, half the Dragon Quest that have ever been released, because I don't think it sells that well in the West. Totally. It really depends. Uh, I want to slip this in here, because I'm hearing murmurings on the internets uh, that... A Smash character coming might be the <laughs> Dragon Quest II protagonist. Get out of here. Yes. Why? The most popular? Yeah. Well, Dragon Quest... It, I will say this. If Dragon Quest came out in the... If a Dragon Quest character came out, the Western perspective is going to be, where's Banjo-Kazooie? Whereas the Eastern perspective is going to be, oh my god. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. It's about goddamn time. I'd actually be cool with that. I'd be totally fine with that. I like that. It's it's avant-garde, and you can get like a slime assist trophy. You know what? Totally. I'm, I'm totally down with that. I don't even know why I didn't even consider Dragon Quest. That's also why, too, I still think the hunter from Monster Hunter is still going to be in the game. I'm still holding... Oh, I can see that. I am still holding that that's going to be an automatic guaranteed slot. Oh, here's here's a weird thing the kind of funny showcase I forgot to slip in because it's weirdly kind of only matters to me and probably a handful of people. Oh. Uh, we got a release date, which is next month for uh, Y2K, a postmodern RPG. What? Which is a game I've been following for a long while. Tell me about it. Um, it's an, an, a turn-based RPG mm-hmm. that takes place on New Year's Eve 1999. Oh. Well, I, I guess that's as straightforward as it Yeah. I mean, that's exciting. When's that coming out? Uh, January. Very cool. And is it, what, is it an indie game? Yes. Indie. Put it on the Switch. Put it on the Switch. Switch version when? Switch version when. You know what? Maybe a meme, but it's true. Every since I've been playing this damn thing, I don't even care about AAAs most of the time. This is the best... Best indie box. What, what was it called? The Ouya or whatever? Ouya? Oh, the, the Ouya. This is what the Ouya wanted to be, but it could garbage. never be. Look at the weird fucking controller. The Ouya... Yeah, yeah. It was just too ahead of its time at the time, but the Switch this is it. This is the indie machine I've been waiting for. You could do anything now. I I, I would. I was thinking. I know that Penny Arcade comic you were saying about like Hades, oh, yeah. where it's like, oh, this would be a perfect Switch game. Run on Switch. Yeah, run. If if fail, there's then a close. Uh, Penny Arcade comic that just said, you know, Hades is really good. When's it coming on Switch? And that's exactly what I first thought when I was playing <laughs> it too. I'm like, I really wish this was on Switch. Um, it's a perfect machine. But wow, what is your personal? game of the year. Is it still The Messenger? Do you think so? You'll have to read. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, no, I'm willing to slip that in. Uh, I don't slip wanna, it. I don't want to give away my whole list. Uh, don't give the whole list. But it'll be live on Destructoid on December 26th. Uh, the Messenger is my, my game of the year. Mm. Um, I did a top 10 for Destructoid as I do every year. Uh, if you want like more depth on my thoughts on that, you can check that out on the 26th. What about you? What are you thinking? G- I know we didn't plan any, any big sweeping awards this year. G Willikers. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're talking new games, if we're talking brand new games, mine may be Into the Breach. I really like That's that That's a good game. pick. I really like that, that game. That is also on my list. I'm actually just thinking about all the games that I've played this year, and Spider-Man was great. You know what? Spider-Man was close. Just because I, I love... I didn't play God of War. I didn't play Red well. Dead. Someone might even say number two. Yeah, we're talking about a handful of games that I played this year, which may be easily less than, like, ten. But, yeah. I may give it to Into the Breach, and if I wanted a runner-up, 
Screw it. I give it to Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. There you go. Cool. Yeah, that's, those are my two. Those are good picks. Yeah, those are my good. Um, they were enjoyable. Bouncing through smaller news stories before we close out. Uh, first of which is because I find it funny to keep following this. Uh, Bethesda's sorry about Fallout 76. <laughs> and, and, and the support doxing. And uh, this. And that. If you played... They announced this today. Uh, if you played Fallout 76 in 2018, you get the Fallout collection for free on PC. Emails will who cares? No one. I also who already, cares? I also already own that. Yeah, yeah who, they already did this before. Who cares, man? Totally. You'll I get still, your bags in like a year. I still <laughs> think... Yeah, the, the plastic garbage bags. I still think... I don't know. It's not because I have hope for Bethesda. I still think in a year's time it's going to be a good game. I still believe it. I don't think they're going to drop support for it just yet. I think. I, I think. I know you think differently. I think it. you think they're just going to drop it and they're just going to go to the next title. It's very possible. I don't think they're going to do that because the scale I, of the other two games they have in development makes me think that they're going to cut and run. But I, I don't think they want to. That would be a PR nightmare, though. Even more so than what it is They've right now. Already, it's already a flaming fucking dumpster of a PR I guess nightmare. that's true. They might as well. That, that is true. I'll give you that. Maybe Todd... I'm not saying like I think it's losses. the right decision. It, well, they, you're right. It's a worthy point. They could just cut their losses and say, but you know what, screw it. It's already as worse as it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, you could absolutely do that. I actually saw, my brother pointed out, because he, um, he bought 76 and he enjoys it with um, while playing with my older brother's friend, but he showed me a subreddit thread where um, the devs of like Fallout 76 wrote this whole thing. It was like weeks ago, but they wrote like this whole thing um, it's kind of like an apology, but also like, hey, listen, like, we're working on these bugs. And it was like a laundry list. And one of the first comments that was on Reddit was, it was at least three posts long, because the guy reached the maximum character limit. He was like, hey, he goes, I comb through everything. He goes, and that list is great. He goes, but I also want to put this on your radar, too. He wrote, like, three full, like, character limit posts, which is a lot of just additional bugs that they did not report on and that he was like listen all of these things like are also bugs with the game that I found like it, it's it's everything and it was like a laundry list that spanned 15 million CVS receipts and it was it was so long and the devs were like well thank you but it was it, it was such a testament to just showing A one how dedicated the fan base was but two how much shit was wrong with the game yeah, it's like how much stuff just escaped QA and just went straight to market. It's like, whoa. and I can't speak as someone who's never been in the development side. Um, I don't know what it's like to have a company breathing down your neck, going, "This game needs to ship now." I mean, what well, I still think that happened with No Man's Sky. I still give Hello oh, Games 100%. the benefit of the doubt, even though you know what? A lot of guys give the main dude whose name I'm Sean forgetting. Murray. Yeah, a lot of people give him a lot of shit, but you know what? He was set up to fail. I still believe that and strongly. He very much turned that game around. Yeah, it's still not something I is, is really for me, but it's a good game. It's it's I'm t- it's one of the most notable turnarounds I've seen for a game in recent memory because. A year ago, people would say No Man's Sky is a steaming pile of crap. Nowadays, you could say it, and they'd say, you know what, it's not that bad now. Um, and you should replay it. And it's even made the Steam top sellers list a number of times again, which is really unheard of. But yeah, that guy was so set up to fail, like it, that, that whole company was, so I'm actually glad for them. But I don't think 76 may, I may, but maybe, probably not. Maybe not. Because they're AAAs, so what are you going to do? I saw the... Um, the Walking Dead Season 3 is going to be coming Epic. out. And on the Epic Store. Yeah, because Skybound Entertainment's like mm-hmm. funding it this time around. So they're just finishing that up. And now Telltale is completely swiped. Yeah, uh, a lot of those people were offered their jobs back to finish the game. Mm-hmm. But it's a temporary project, and for a lot of them, too little, too late. Like Yeah, like who cares? Some of them have moved on or have prospects for jobs that are more long-term. Like, you can't really... Like, I get it's a gesture, 
like yeah, and also it has an expiration. Yes, it's, it's like mm, it's like I don't want to do that. I don't think Telltale: The Walking Dead was that much of a passion project for anyone. I shouldn't say that. That's not true. I don't know. I think I, th- I still think season one was, but I think the other ones it lost steam. I think yeah. that even working on it, I, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, no I wouldn't even be surprised. No, 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 no. <laughs> God damn it! No, I mean like I wouldn't even be surprised if a developer from that game said that they kind of lost the passion after a while because I know I think, the first one was most notable, and then it kind of just. I yeah, think those games are like a factory at that point. Like at some point, you're just like they just want to keep churning shit out with the most expensive IPs, mm-hmm. which was nuts. But, you yeah. think that Stranger Things game is coming? When are they making that? I wouldn't. Have they even, had so many IPs. I man. wouldn't have even. I wouldn't have even put it past them to just keep going, even while on the brink of bankruptcy. It's so many IPs, man. But yeah, but it, it's been. Thinking back on it, it's been a really good year for video games. There's been so much shit, but like in a good way. Like there's just so much stuff. And you know me, I love stuff. Well, next year, listen, Hades will probably be complete. Uh, so probably I'm I'm curious to see the trajectory of the Epic Game Store. I want to see if it keeps some momentum because right now it's at an all time high, even with a few titles. And I think it's just going to keep going and going and going. And I still think it was because of Fortnite. I think Fortnite attributed to the entirety of the success of this thing. And I've still never seen a game within a year's time become such a global phenomenon as it has, and keep it that way and stay at that time. That's still wacky to me. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm with you. It's I, I I can't. Not a single time can I think of a game being the sort of behemoth this thing is. It it really is. And also, I'm gonna upsell it. They came out to season seven, and you I can fly planes it. now, and it's really fun. That's it. Like you, you just like that's your elevator pitch. It, listen, it was really good. Like it's Fortnite, but now they got planes. They updated the map now, and I play it way more often than I should because it's quick. It's just a quick game, so. I fly some planes, glitch around. Well, that's neat. I work for Epic I'll probably games. try that. I work for Epic Games. Please buy my games Please off the store. Please buy my product. Please buy my products off the store. Uh, Eric, on that note, we're hitting the hour mark. Okay. It's been a hell of a 2018. Yeah. Thank you for doing this with me. Uh, we'll be back next year. We will. And thank you for stopping by and listening. And uh, if you like us, where could we find us? You can find us on iTunes. Uh, I believe we are on Spotify now. What? That's uh, cool. What happened there? Uh, they sort of changed the, the layer of entry Spotify, and I got to resubmit. <laughs> Did we find a backdoor? Uh, yeah, we, we, we tricked them. We're fucking in. Fucking suckers. We're in! Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters, at the richmeister Zero or check out my stuff over on Structoid.com. Uh, you can find Eric on Twitter. You can find, I, I'm ER underscore Ortiz. I, that's actually real. Am I private? Yeah. But, you, you know, tweet yeah, tweet me. D- at me. I'm not going to say don't at me. If at you me. think we're idiots or you have corrections, you can send them into cooperativeplaypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Please send them No spaces, no hyphens or anything. Just cooperativeplaypodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in 2019. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.